if if your app can make you your sustenance amount if if you live in india it's probably 2 3000 a month if you live in a western nation or maybe in japan you need 5 7 10000 a month if your app has the potential to hit that revenue target go ahead with it Hey, you're listening to SaaS Talk with Varun Uday, a show where I have conversations with SaaS leaders who are killing it out there, and I see their secrets to us. No, I'm just kidding. Or am I? Stay tuned and find out what it takes to be a SaaS ninja. My next guest is Pritam Nath. So Pritam is the CEO at Delight Chat. He's a blogger and he's also become the brand ambassador of sorts for MicroSaas. Pritam, I'm so excited to have you on the show, man. Thank you so much for making it. Um, so, just tell me a bit about yourself and your company, Delight Chat. Awesome! Thanks so much for inviting me, Varun. I'm always happy to talk about MicroSaaS uh, in any way that can help other people also start along this journey. Uh, Delight Chat is a is a customer support software for e-commerce merchants. We are trying to build something that's easy to use. powerful yet affordable because we want to serve as many merchants across the world as we can with uh, powerful software uh, that's about it but before delight chat we were running another shopify app called super lemon which was the starting point of this whole journey we started 2 years ago and it was a simple whatsapp plugin for shopify stores which did two functions either you add a chat button to your store or you can send messages to your customers and we built and scaled that to 30k mrr as a two member team me and my co-founder sankalp wow that's that, that that's a brilliant journey i mean especially for two young people to do that i think it's very inspiring and that's amazing thank you yeah you know what i have to tell you this you know what's been ringing in my ears ever since i met you and got to know about you microsas yeah. I've never been <laughs> this intrigued and this fascinated by anything for a good while now and I just had to get you on the show. So what is MicroSaaS all about? Uh MicroSaaS is just a term. Uh it could have been any other term but since MicroSaaS caught on we'll stick to it. And what it what it means when somebody refers to that term MicroSaaS is uh, we already know what saas is which is software as a service uh, subscription businesses where instead of having some on premise installation you have software that you pay monthly or yearly which is typically hosted in the cloud uh, and it's a recurring source of revenue from the same customers and micro saas is the notion that typical saas businesses are these large companies Uh, which are serving a large market with a large team maybe you have a 100% team maybe a 50% sales team uh, maybe you're a global etc and the advent of microsas came from the indie hackers movement which said that you don't need to target a large market you don't need to have a large team you can be two members or one member in, uh, in fact and you don't need to make a billion dollars you can just try to build something that makes 10000 a month or maybe $30,000 a month something that uh, serves your lifestyle and sustenance so that's what microsas is referring to when somebody refers to that phrase got it so just to bring about a bit more clarity about this what is microsas and what is it not so microsas is still 
a piece of uh, it's a piece of software that will might uh, most most likely be hosted in the cloud uh, the same companies are paying for it and they're paying on a monthly or yearly basis and but what it's not is it's basically taking the saas business and cutting out all the large parts of it which is you can pick an idea in a small market that can make a few hundred thousand dollars and that's a good micro saas opportunity that a venture back company will never take up because it's just too small an opportunity for them to justify it uh micro saas is not a venture where you raise funding or you assemble a 10 20% team right off the uh, bat micro saas is something that can give you independence in terms of whatever you're seeking whether it's financial independence from your job or it could be location independence maybe you want to travel and be in japan while you're working and you don't want to be in your home country all the time so micro saas is meant to give you that flexibility if done right obviously it's not uh, it's not a guarantee but if done right it should give you that and it is still like a regular saas micro saas is still dependent on the market which means you can't just like oh i know i want to do a micro saas so i'll just pick any tiny market doesn't work that way you still have to target growing markets a growing market is one where there are a lot of customers and a lot of competitors uh, you might be early in a market that's great for you but typically larger markets have competitors already and you don't have to be afraid of it because if you have a billion dollar competitor then there's likely a subset of customers who might need your specific solution because they're not happy with the billion dollar product and that's your $10,000 of revenue right there uh and lastly this is something that you can try to make it but since you want microsas to serve you not you serving that microsas business you want to make something that's easy to build for you based on your skill sets and easy to sell again based on your skill sets maybe you're a hardcore developer so try to find out ways you can use your engineering talents to build distribution or maybe you are a developer with marketing experience in which case uh use that talent to write content and then target traffic via seo or maybe you're a social media expert but it should come easy to you so that the whole journey doesn't feel like a giant struggle yeah so i was just thinking about this right like we're so conditioned to thinking that big is better and uh go big or go home so when we we're, we're also living in a world that kind of believes that and yeah and this has led to us uh finding it easier to come up with bigger ideas easier than coming up with smaller ideas right yeah and all of us can think about think of erp products and all of us can think of products like a mailchimp or a hubspot but how yeah. do you come up with small like how do you come up with a microsas <laughs> idea i know right uh i mean we are conditioned because of the larger uh, money flow and the startup industry which is vcs uh fuel money into startups that model works but then startups also need to make themselves heard so they invest in pr then pr covers startups cuz it's nice glam worthy stories suddenly you have an ho- you have a whole generation that thinks business equal to startup cuz there is no coverage of any other kind of story which is the reason why uh people like me and people like you should be covering more such stories so that people know there is more to building businesses than just unicorn startups uh and with regard to ideas for smaller uh smaller ideas i think is just a 
I think it's just another ability. Like if you already have the ability to generate ideas, which is you work in a problem statement or inside a problem statement, maybe inside a company and you're able to observe around you that people are facing these problems. For example, if I'm working, uh, if I was very observant five years ago or four years ago, when I had just joined that startup, I would have seen that the design team was struggling to collaborate with the uh, product manager because it was very hard to send uh, design screenshots from sketch to the product manager. You have to export it and do that whole uh, dance. But then somebody was observant and figured that a solution that is collaborative and on the web is better. So then they came up with Figma. So the generation of ideas, the process is still the same. You observe a problem statement or you observe a market and you see what people are paying for, what people are feeling a lot of pain uh, and dealing with it by spending a lot of time or manual effort in this specific example. It's they would export the screenshot, put it in Dropbox, share that Dropbox link. And then if they have feedback, they would go back, change, make the change and repeat this whole thing. Can you imagine they were spending a lot of time and somebody said, stop wasting all these hours every day. So the process is still the same. But when you think of VC funded ideas or, you know, ideas that will change the world, you immediately next think of how many people in this world can this affect. And there are millions of designers and millions of startups, which means Figma can be used by millions of people. Great venture backable idea. But if you are trying to build a micro SaaS, your filter is, are there a thousand people who can uh, use, use this product or have this problem who I can reach? And if that thousand parameter is met, then you have your idea. You don't need to think about a larger scale. You don't need to think about, can this change the whole world? You don't need to think if there are, if there's a billion dollar opportunity, uh, but the idea generation process will be the same. Got it. So, Wait, how, how much importance do you give to the uh, money-making side of things? Do you always go like, yeah, I think as long as you solve an itch, you end up making money, but how important is the money-making part of it? Um, so money is a byproduct first. And second, money is an enabler in the sense that if you're someone who says, you know, you don't need money, you're lying because everything you're doing, including the chair you're sitting on is you know, fueled by money. Um, so it's important first to know how much money do you want and what do you want it for? Because then you have a real goal that you can chase, not feeling like, why am I doing this? Um, and the first part that money is a byproduct. Uh, the second part of the statement is a byproduct of giving people value value that they cannot create or seek by themselves. So you can scratch your own itch, but it does not entitle you to making money. And if your purpose is just to scratch your own itch, maybe you're doing, uh, doing it on the side while you're doing a job, maybe in the weekends, you are a designer or coder or writer, and you want to just work on some projects perfectly fine, but set those expectations that if you're going to just scratch your own itch, it doesn't mean when you launch it, people are going to start paying for it. Uh, so the importance of the money angle is to tie this side project or this thing that you do outside of your job, or maybe you leave your job and do it completely for a 12 month. A lot of people do that. Uh, the purpose of tying money to it is uh, tying a monetary value to your, 
to the to the project you're doing having that outcome and so that you can replace your uh, full-time job with this side project micro sas it could be an ebook for all we know it could be anything that uh, gives value to people value that they can't seek so that's why money is important but in in life money is like what it's a so just an enabler it's nothing beyond that right and it's interesting that you mentioned having 1000 people first who you know you can sell to so i had yeah. this um, very interesting guest on the show last week stuart hillhouse and he was talking about a minimum vi- viable audience or an mva which then got me thinking uh now once you have your uh, microsas idea right what would you recommend building first uh, would it be a minimum viable product or a minimum viable audience it's a it's a very interesting question so this question wasn't being asked before if you think about it though if you're building anything you need an audience to sell it to doesn't matter what you're building but you always need an audience to sell it to or an ability a, a way to reach that audience so some people have uh, figured out maybe because of their maybe because of their inherent skills or maybe their personality just really suits social media and as a result they have figured out and built an audience even before having a product to sell to that audience and now if you find yourself in that position it's great good for you you can leverage that audience to maybe build something they would want uh, and you don't start at zero the day you launch you'll have a few users already great but if you are at the starting point and if you have validated an idea a problem statement and you know that okay you know this is going to work if i do it then i would still say build the product but build it in a way that you can test the idea quickly so spend two weeks or four weeks max building the product launching it to a small set of people this set of people you might have reached via linkedin by dming them via twitter by dming them maybe you found a tweet thread where the people who were discussing the tweets were relevant so you inserted yourself in that tweet thread uh, any place where you can manually reach out slack groups facebook groups uh, personal network ask your friends put it on whatsapp stories uh, or you know if you can list the app on a marketplace like atlassian or salesforce or shopify and you will if if you are able to reach your audience then the then the product building approach was probably the right way uh and you can start building your audience after that i a uh, two but both approaches are correct i don't think you have to pick one approach over the other but i don't think you have to force yourself to pick one approach either if you have an idea don't be like okay now i need to be audience first not needed if you if you already have an audience uh, great if you don't start today yeah i guess it's never too late for anything right yeah i mean yeah you should just start <laughs> yeah coming to marketing how do you get your first yeah. customers and how do you reach the magical 1000 after that okay um cool so this 1000 number just a disclaimer it could be 100 for some people like if you want to make 10000 a month maybe that's your target then you could do it at 100 into 100 customers right or you could do it at $10 a month with 1000 customers 1000 is just a benchmark uh, it's a it's a figure is an anchor for your goal uh, and 10 is an anchor for your idea is validated people are actually using it and paying for it 
So like I mentioned before, if you don't have an audience already, which most of us don't, when I started, I had no audience. And I think people listening to this most likely won't have an audience to begin with. Uh, do all the things that I just mentioned, which is manual outreach in every channel possible where you think your audience exists. For instance, if it's a Shopify app, there happens to be a subreddit called Shopify with a hundred thousand members. What is the likelihood that you can find 10 people there who might be interested in trying out your app or there are Facebook groups with hundred thousand plus members and 10,000 plus members again for Shopify, but you can extend this idea to other, uh, other niches. Like I've seen a Facebook group for notion notion made simple. Now, if you have built a tool, like maybe you built a host, your personal website using notion, a simple SaaS tool that you charge $10 a month for, what is the chance that you will get 10, your 10 first customers in this notion group, uh, Facebook group with 25,000 members, very high. So find these places where your audience is already hanging out, go there, start posting, maybe just start with a, Hey, I'm this, and I'm looking to learn. And uh, I'm looking to contribute. By the way, I've built this for this problem. If anybody finds this interesting, drop me a comment or a DM. And that's how you'll get your first 10 customers. You can do this on Twitter also. Uh, if you see that people are, just go to Twitter, search for the keyword that you think people will mention when they need your tool. Maybe it's Twitter automation. Uh, some people want to automate their tweets. Go search for it on Twitter. You might find 10 people who tweeted about it recently. DM all of them. Probably some of them will become your customers. So yeah, first 10 is manual. And the first, then the thousand after that is about figuring out how you can, this outreach process that you did for, for the first 10, how do, you, how do you make it like an automated process? So you could be someone who is inclined to or already skilled in outbound emailing or outbound messaging, cold messaging, in which case double down on that skill, try to automate wherever possible and wherever not do it uh, manually. Uh, the good thing about microsas is that even if, even if you do everything manually for do it for two years and you will hit your target because the thousand number is achievable without some big scalable engine. Uh, but ideally you want to work less as things work uh, more. So on day 365, getting customers should be easier than day one. So for that, you want to invest in things that you can get long-term benefit out of. So in case of a Shopify app, get listed on the Shopify app store in case of a Slack app do the same in the Slack app directory, and then find out what's going to get you more exposure inside that, uh, app store or directory. Uh, it could be number of reviews. It could be the average rating of reviews. It could be number of installs. Uh, but there will be a metric that you can work towards optimizing that will give you more exposure. It could be that there is no app store at all. So there's this uh, uh, tool called Poshmark. They, they don't exist. There is no app store for the people that they're serving, but uh, the founder found that people are searching on Google. Uh, how do I do this? How do I do that? And he just wrote a few pieces of content, which specifically targets those questions and then answers them very descriptively. And that those, those pieces of content has brought him customers over the last two years, almost according to him, almost all of his customers. And he hasn't written a hundred pieces. He's written probably, I think 10 pieces. So you can write content too. If you know that your customers are searching for your problem on Google. Thank you for those great points. Uh, well, since we're talking about 
all things microsas i just wanted to know if microsas microsas products have a glass ceiling to them or can they grow up grow up to become whatever they want to be <laughs> uh this is very dependent on the market you pick for example you might be able to pick a market uh you might end up in a market like live chat and uh, we know that intercom is a billion dollar company in live chat and there exists a smaller company called crisp they also give live chat solutions and they probably started out in a much smaller scale with a much simpler product for a different set of audience uh but with having intercom in the same market means that their market potential is that big if they are at $100,000 a month today they know that there is someone else doing 10 million dollars a month so there is room to grow uh now it's not necessary that you end up in such a market and that's something you can try to be conscious of but i would say for people who are doing this for the first time who just want to get things out the door they want to see and experience the whole uh building a business of their own and watching it run i would say don't care about it if if your app can make you your sustenance amount if if you live in india it's probably 2 3000 a month if you live in a western nation or maybe in japan you need 5 7 10000 dollars a month if your app has the potential to hit that revenue target go ahead with it because you like you know life is a it's not a single level game in the sense that if your first idea is going to be limited to $5000 or $2000 in mrr it's not the end of the road you'll start another one after that which might be 10 times larger do it again and uh, go 10 times larger the third round you're already making a multi million business so optimize for reaching that third round uh, and the first round can be anything you just need to get started got it so microsas products can dream is what you're saying Yeah absolutely like imagine if you are making something for social media buffer is at 20 million dollars arr if you are building an email tool for creators convertkit is at 20 million dollars plus arr mailchimp is at 400 million dollars plus arr so if you are like email octopus which is something that people use instead of mailchimp that's the market potential it doesn't mean that you will grow that big uh, but that's that's the that's the room to grow if you do this for 10 years you can keep growing bit by bit and you could be a multi million dollar business too so yeah if you land in that maybe this is your second time around or maybe you're already cognizant of all these factors in which case give this a thought that if i do if i do this for the next 5 or 10 years suppose i do this hypothetically would i keep growing every year is there enough room to grow and that's also the reason why we decided to work on something like delight chat because this time round we uh, after having seen the first leg of the cycle uh, with super lemon we knew that okay we want to keep doing this we want to keep building software and products uh, and we want to do it for at least the next 5 years if not 10 years of our life i mean what else are we going to do right apart <laughs> from building products that's what we love doing so then if that is the case then why not work at something that can keep growing for the next 5 10 years so therefore we picked the su- customer support market which is always growing which is humongous which is also evolving uh, therefore we are in the e-commerce niche which is also humongous which is also growing every year in fact had a fantastic year in 2020 cuz people were forced to buy online and retailers were forced to go online to serve those customers so those are things that again happened and then we are also trying to make things happen by selecting these making these choices 
but it's not mandatory brilliant i love that so what are some really cool microsas products that stand out to you um sankalp and i discuss this often we're like you know what we could just live a simple life building a really cool and simple niche application like lunch money uh, lunch money is like a personal finance uh, tracker and uh, it's run by one person jen and i i really whenever she puts out a new blog i always make sure to read it and uh, really admire what she has managed to do apart from that i've seen banner bear and used banner bear by john yongfook you should totally get him on your show next if possible uh, i like how he he went through the whole process of trying out a lot of ideas and then realizing that you need to pick up problem statement and then work on it for long enough that something comes out of it and that's what that's what happened with uh, banner bear and in fact we have used it with delight chat while programmatically generating a lot of landing pages we use banner bear to generate those uh, the images for those landing pages and uh, i think they're doing somewhere like 6 7k in mrr and growing every month so that's great some other products that have stood out are plausible analytics which is basically a privacy friendly google analytics alternative and while the movement for privacy friendly tools were not was not as big 2 years ago today it has caught on enough attention that someone like them can is on the road to making 10k mrr and probably will keep growing because the because people are going to be more privacy conscious going forward not less uh, then there is this tool called hype fury which is built on top of twitter uh it's allowing you to probably schedule tweets twitter automation stuff like that and you know a lot of people who are power twitter users uh so just like power email users who need superhuman some power twitter users probably need a tool to do the same thing with twitter so therefore hype fury uh then there is there's this one other example canny really look up to sarah hum and uh, the, her small team of i think they're less than 10 people and they started 2 years ago or 3 years ago and they crossed a million dollars in arr recently so they're a perfect example of a micro saas that over the last 3 years has become a fully fledged saas with a close to 10 member team making million dollars plus in a year uh yeah these are some micro saas products that stood out i'm canny is no longer micro saas but it was when it started yeah it's amazing to know that there's a whole world of these products out there and they're also underground and waiting to explore it yeah i yeah. think it's great that we yeah. live in a world where you know everyone has a chance you know absolutely absolutely yeah. the internet is big enough the world is big enough there's 5 billion people on the internet can you serve 1000 out of them the percentage is like laughably small if you think about it so then like everybody has the opportunity to do it like how many people can build 1000 people audiences everyone yeah all right i think we'll we're down to the last question name another ceo who has to be on the show but there's just one condition <laughs> yeah this yeah. person has to be a rockstar like you are <laughs> i'm just a regular guy <laughs> no you're not so <laughs> so i think all of these people will have value to add uh, so like i mentioned john yongfook of banner bear and uh, sarah hum of canny would be great guess if they are into this sort of thing uh, the other tools that i mentioned uh, hype fury its founder is yanik 
uh, there's there's a tool called uh, wave which is i think making social media videos out of podcasts so it's run by baird hall he would, he would be a good person he's done this twice he drew wave to a million dollars plus then he started another thing while doing wave and subtitles i think and also grew it to a million dollar plus this guy understands something on a fundamental level so he might be a good guest um yeah and uh, even the founder of plausible analytics for that matter because they're taking on the likes of google uh, and and google analytics so uh, it just tells you that you can go after such a large market and such a large competitor and still carve a niche out for yourself uh, and build a business out of it that's great well i've had the most fun speaking to you today pritam i'm super super glad that you could make it and you've been so amazing thank you so much thanks for having me